Hello, you're listening to Dope Comedians, a podcast about comedians who use weed to help with depression and whatever else is going on in life. Subscribe today to listen to subscriber-only episodes and audio, as well as bonus episodes and clips. To gain full access, subscribe on Apple Podcasts and YouTube Podcasts. Now, let's get at it. Marcella Riley, and I just want to remind y'all that if you like this podcast, then please take a moment and go to wherever you're listening to this show and click subscribe. And while you're there, go ahead and give us a five star rating. Uh, it doesn't take that much time to do, but it helps us out so so much. So get over there and do it right now. Uh, and also, if you want to come get high with us, then follow the show on Instagram at High Hopes Live, and you can also find me at Cool Black Chick. Um, I'm still waiting on you to subscribe. I haven't seen it yet. Like where I'm waiting. Where is it? Oh, there it is. Thank y'all. Okay. All right. Enjoy the show. Bye. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> it's gonna be fine. Alright, well let me introduce you officially. Okay. Okay? Yes. Alright. Um hello Instagram. I don't know. Impressionable. <laughs> we will find out. Oh, well, did you tell your nephew that you were... I post, we follow each other. I'm totally up for him following what Aunt Ruby's up to. Tight. Because um, there's nothing wrong with cannabis or cannabis use. Not at all. I also spent a full week fucking adulting. I paid my taxes. <laughs> I got my car insurance. I got my car registered. I got my car for new tires. Tight. Um, I went You're to a dermatologist. You know what I mean? Like, You're yeah. an adult. You're I doing adult. It. Yeah. And then I celebrate. Let me introduce you. Okay. <laughs> uh, writer, actor, stoner in Los Angeles. When she's not feeling the glums, <laughs> she likes to sample every flavor of ice cream before committing to one. She co-created a party planning company called Lucid Dream Makers. Please welcome to the show, Ruby Morris. So when did you get into comedy? Okay. Uh, I was a theater and dance, I guess, major, double major at the time mm-hmm. in college. And then I went abroad. Oh, also I had a minor in Spanish. Mm-hmm. And so I went abroad my junior year and went to Spain. And I was like, this is the ticket. I just loved the life there and the people. And I tried to not come back. Um, <laughs> I was like, I don't need this four-year education. I lived in Sevilla. Where is that? It's in the south. Okay. Where it's always warm, which is like, that's always a plus for me in any city. I'm like, oh, great. Just have to wear a jacket at night. Yeah. That's where I'd like to live. Yeah. Um, so I was there for my junior year, or not for all of it. Oh, yeah, I have some. Uh, and then I came back, and I had like a knee injury, and I just kept getting injuries from dance, and I was like, this is the body's telling us it's a no. Aww. You know, like, Aww. as much as I want to be Janet Jackson's backup dancer, <laughs> like, first of all, you don't have the legs and you never did, but, like, it, the, the rest is giving out. Oh, no. But it was also okay because I was like, yeah, I'm not enjoying 
you know, there's a you were physical, at that, right? Yeah, that you have to like sign up for. I'd done a few dance tours, and I was like, oh, I definitely don't like being on the road. Mm, and yeah. that's a big part of it. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, you know, they don't tell you that when you're doing dance training. Like, if you want to be Janet Jackson's backup dancer, you are going to be on the like. Make sure you never like the road. home. Yeah. Don't have any pets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gonna but have. I mean, people like that lifestyle, though. Some people totally. I, just for me, I was like, it's just too discombobulating. Yeah, and I can't but my body was also like we know you can't and i don't think i had the skill set oh if we're gonna be honest mm, like the heart for it but definitely not the talent well but you know what when you have a heart that helps you get the talent definitely (laughs) people always say like you're so charming or like you really fleshed out the character that dance number (laughs) it was never about like wow you are an amazing dancer that's poetic just with your movements you know it was always like yeah, personality that I brought to the table. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, which I was fine with, but yeah, I, and and th- traditional theater just started feeling like also ick and no, and like it, I couldn't find anybody that sounded like me in the plays that we were doing. Or what like, do you mean by sounded like? Like, me? we didn't really read any or do shows about any Hispanic people. Okay, gotcha. Or okay. if they were about somebody Hispanic or Jewish, which I'm both. It was just this girl always looking for love. And I was like, I don't know. I'm trying to find my friends in convertible. and Yeah. <laughs> go that. on a road trip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, uh, there's another story that we're not telling. And yeah. I'm over this. Yeah. I, I, I still have a lot of those feelings about theater. But I also think theater has become so expanded completely mm-hmm. um, since my college days. So yeah. I think a lot of things have changed. Yeah. I'm hoping because I see the shows and I'm like, cool. It has to trickle down, right? That academic path. (laughs) If like this is what people are into. I don't know. I think change happens. It's we either force it or it just naturally like it's like, oh, it was this was turned this way and maybe the wind just blew it. Like it just like nature changes it. Yeah. Yeah. Or it becomes enough of a um, energetic shift, right? Yeah. We're like, we're tired of the old way. Let's (laughs) tear up the couch and do it a new way. That's my hope all the time. Um, Anyway, so I took a class my senior year that was a Shakespeare class because we Mm -hmm. had to take one before we graduated. And I kept picking comedies as like the scenes I would do. And my teacher at the time said like, you're really funny you remind me of Gilda Radner, which I was like, heart attack. Oh, wow. Right? So many yeah. of us have heard that. And, like, we all know that feeling of, like, I've been, like, the queen. You know? Yeah. The queen has said that you have some uh-huh. queen-like abilities. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, great. I'm going to go with that. Because that's the thing I also connected to the most growing up. And even in dance, I was like, give me the funny personality right. parts. Don't give me the, like, girl that has to turn 14 times. Toes. <laughs> like, I don't want to do that part. Yeah. Um, and so... My last class in acting senior year was a committed to arts a class. And I, it was by far the funnest, easiest, coolest class in my entire educational experience. Yeah. Where I felt like, I get it. I know what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. I think I could excel. And like, I don't feel stupid, which was such a challenge for me growing up. Like, yeah. not feeling like, oh, I think we got to slow the class down a little bit for me. You oh, know? No. Or like do it a different way it was such a visceral way for me right. to connect with like live theater right in the way that I'd always been searching for and then my brother told me when I was graduating I had no clue what I wanted to do although I just revealed to you that I 
partially moved to New York City because a dude that I liked told me to. And I was like, <laughs> that's enough for me. Cool. See ya. This it, is 2004, by the way. 2004? So, okay. Yeah. So just to give that years of context for anybody. Yeah, yeah. That was a... Before. What was going on? I'm trying to think. Politics. Sex and City was about to end. That's <laughs> all I know. I never <laughs> watched that. <laughs> Dude, missed the beat has happened. The expansion of our cultures happened from yeah. it that needed to happen. Oh, really? <laughs> and then it kind of caved in and, yeah, and suffocated itself because it was like, you know, still. still I never watched Yeah, you're, you don't need it. Okay. You're fine. I think when I moved to New York, I watched a couple episodes and I was like, I don't think this is for me. <laughs> it was such a fantasy escape. <laughs> like, because I've never had that kind of money that all of them seem to have yeah. in the show, that I was like, I guess that's what I want because that looks fun to just be like, charge it. Doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good for it. You know, I think I connected more so with Gossip Girl. Oh, see, that show I couldn't because it was. The friends were so mean to they each other, so and it, I don't like watching things <laughs> like that. They At least in so Sex and City, they they're like, you're a fucking hot mess. <laughs> like, so am I. Right. Got your back. That's it's, true. Gossip Girl is like, everyone's a traitor. They it, literally, every ep- like, yeah. Yeah, it brings out my worst fears in humanity <laughs> that nobody has each other's back, and I can't live in a world like that, even a fake world. No, I can't. No, well, you know? because that's the thing at TV shows when you're, Anything that you're watching that you're into, it feels like you're in it. Doesn't oh, feel yeah. fake. I would say, personally, my most depressed time as a, an adult, I was also watching Mad Men, <laughs> which just made it worse. You know, like you got to watch Kimmy Schmidt or something. Yeah. That lets you know, like, there's another side of this torturous rainbow that is not Mad Men. Yeah. Because I, I just felt so. I've, I like can easily empathize with any situation. Uh-huh. So I gotta be like really protective sometimes and also remind myself like this is this is made up. It's yeah. Or like this time period, we're breaking out of it. <laughs> right. And we're yeah, yeah. the reason the show like, we're watching yeah. it, we're like, fuck this shit. I don't like this very much. Mm-hmm. And now I'm gonna help be an agent of change. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I moved to New York. Right. Because my brother told me about UCB and I was like, what's that? Um I, you know, got a temp job and then like was still doing dance training, even though I was like, what for? We know this isn't, uh-huh. but it was still like a life and I had friends in it. So yeah. it was like a social yeah. and like, I didn't, certainly didn't want to join a gym. So it was my <laughs> way of exercising too. And like taking care of myself, uh-huh. um, which you definitely have to do in New York. Like you have to mm-hmm. have your self-care game one. You I would do. say in any city, but a lot in New York. Um, and, and just time to like, feel joy uh and then i met okay this is such a weird roundabout way of saying a story long story short i met marcy Giroux, who's um on at ucb Mm -hmm. la and in new york as well super funny woman um hey marcy if you're watching we were in a free class that was not ucb affiliated like once random sunday in january uh when after i moved to new york and she was like you should take classes at UCB and I was like you were the second person that has said those three letters to me uh-huh what is this place ah. <laughs> <laughs> um so I started taking classes there and then it was the money just pushed me out and s- yeah. but um and I was trying to intern but then I got an internship at the magnet theater which my friend Marcy also told me about it was a couple blocks away um so I got an internship I got all my classes for free 
and then I got on a house team there and a yeah. sketch team and then cool. pit sketch team or no pit musical improv team. You know, when you just like hit that weird peak where you're like, I'm on all these teams. Mm-hmm. I'm making zero dollars. but <laughs> I love it. I'm living the improv life. Yeah. Yeah. I have eight jobs to support this fun activity. Yeah. But still, I loved it. I, I, that's my favorite thing about New York was like, I'm walking from one rehearsal to the next rehearsal to a show yeah. to yeah, like yeah, yeah. a writer's meeting after this. Like all your days are just about making comedy. Yep. It was great. Yep. <laughs> and still most of that's most of my life here, but it takes a while when you move to like restart, mm-hmm. you know, or mm-hmm. to like get your groove or find your teachers or the school. Yeah. And I fortunately did get um, a diversity scholarship at UCB um, in LA. In LA. So when, when did you, so was that 2004 when you left New York or that's when I don't you know. I was it? in New York 2004 till 2015. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah. recently. Not too yeah, long pretty recent. Yeah. I love it here, guys. <laughs> Yay! You better. I love it. I can't stand it when people move over here and then talk shit. No, both places are great. Yeah, that's what I'll say. Both are their own fucking thing. Everyone needs to stop comparing them because it's stupid. You're it's not. There's no stupid. win. It's stupid. When I lived in San Francisco, it was crazy. Uh, people, when I would mention LA, they would talk shit about it, and, and they'd be like, "I'm like, have you ever been to LA?" And like, "No, never even ever been." There is a lot of L.A. hate. I can say this is someone grew up in the Midwest and has like no side that she's on. Not even Chicago. I'm like, <laughs> Chicago's too fucking cold. It can go fuck itself. But oh, I love it cold. when it's not too cold. It's the greatest. Yeah. It's the greatest. Every city is the greatest when the weather's accommodating. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well you're not Snowden. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, here's the, I think some people have an academic or hate or snobbery against L.A., a lot of the criticism that I heard was like, there's no culture, which I was like, that can't be true. If so many people are living there <laughs> because people create a culture, right? Well, here's what I think that means. Oh, um, okay. Because for me, the culture of LA is not w- like what you see, like everything North of the 10, there's no culture. That's like people moving from, I don't know. Th- th- that's Hollywood. I need your help. I don't know where I am ever. So north of the north 10, of the 10 freeway. Uh-huh. The 10. The I know t- the 10 freeway. I've been on it. But what does that mean? The um, every city street block north of the 10 freeway. Every neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, so like West Hollywood, Hollywood, East Hollywood, Los Feliz. Uh-huh. Okay. Beverly Hills, Santa Monica. Thank you. I just need to. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Be dropped in geographically. Like, what am I looking at? Culver City. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So all of that, uh, I think there's no culture because that's not like uh, people. They're not from L.A. All the people who are from L.A. are like south of the 10. Mm-hmm. And those areas are? Hmm? Oh, those out. areas are <laughs> um, like Long Beach, or like Cerritos. Uh-huh. Um, that's where like Compton is, Inglewood. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, like me, that's culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's where it's at. Yeah. I think all people make a culture like right of course well like even like this neighborhood that i live in um, which is macarthur park got it <laughs> um it i think is one of the probably uh, it hasn't been gentrified yet but yeah, it's on yeah. its way but oh, like we're yeah. everywhere else like in yeah. the north of the 10 areas have been gentrified yeah so like I, that's yeah, yeah. So that's what, when I say no culture, I mean, like, it's all, like, being changed, yeah. and, like, that's what I mean. I definitely, yes, that's a, I was in Chelsea when that happened, in New York, when mm-hmm. that whole, like, change happened. Yeah. Where I'm like, oh, my God, no, everything <laughs> good is leaving. 
Yeah. This Peruvian Thai place was here for like 30 years. What do you mean they can't afford rent? We should be helping them. Yeah. Best brunch on the block. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Do not put Gone. a Subway sandwiches <laughs> in there. And they replaced it with a Subway? They did. Damn. But then that Subway had like a, you know, karma <laughs> kind of uh, got shut down due to... um poor hygiene i guess or something oh, like we're like every we're place trying. there gets shut down right <laughs> yeah at, at least at one point in its career it gets shut down and then a juice place popped up <laughs> and then that place went bankrupt oh so dude. i don't know what's in the corner now but i did go back and i saw my last year i went back mm-hmm. so i was doing a show in new york and um i went to my old place because i was there for nine years it was a rent stable or rent controlled apartment yeah. the last of its kind uh and i held on to it with raptor like intensity um <laughs> i went back and i saw the land not landlords the building managers the supers? yeah mm-hmm. and talked to them and that felt really great like there is community yeah like a lot of it's been wiped out but like these ladies are still, still here there, and can yeah. tell me what's up yep. yeah 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 what you mentioned um that you had like some living in new york you need like self-care regime like what was that Oh, I did not have one there, which is what oh, I should Oh, not there. Okay. I should have had that to like have weathered the storms. Uh-huh. Um, I realized, I, I knew, but I also, I loved New York so much. So I was like, it's worth it. But I would have very intense seasonal depression yeah. where I would only leave my apartment for work from like November 1st till basically May 1st, which is a yeah. large chunk of time. Yeah. And, uh, and it just, I'm a very social person. I I not only love sunlight, but like I feel like um, a flower that blossoms when she's in heat. <laughs> in heat? <laughs> like, Give her some sunshine. Oh, you mean, so when you said heat, I thought of like a cat in heat. And I was like, what? Totally. <laughs> I mean, a cat in heat is also thriving in their own way. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Um, um, when did that start, uh, that kind of depression start happening? Pretty immediately like immediately 2004 okay but i also wasn't able to um isolated or know that it was seasonal depression because i had grown up in the midwest and then i went to school in pennsylvania so like i just knew like oh the weather around winter time slash fall slash spring it's always really hard for me and then like in the summer that's where i pop out but i i refused for a long time to even um call it depression because i have a sibling who has a very intent or two siblings actually who have very intense uh depression like the kind that kind of sneaks up on them and then mm. takes a hold so i was like oh you just like don't like the weather that's being presented to you like you're being a lazy baby mm-hmm. get over it mm-hmm. um and then knowing like oh no there's actually a thing for like some people just their whole system gets turned yeah. down yeah. when they're um not in sun yeah and uh yeah, so that took a while for me to accept that fact. And it was actually um, the boy, my last boyfriend in New York who pointed it out to me because I was like, mm. for the past two years before I made the move to LA, I was like, I think I want to move. I, I feel like the sunshine might be better for me. I'm only happy in the summer. And then uh, we looked at the farmer's almanac for like the next winter. And I it was like horrible coldest of cold like the worst yeah. forecast that could be like the stormiest winter of snow in 75 years yeah Just something very intense yeah. and yeah. i was like oh my god i cannot endure and he was like babe i think you need a you need to move 
And then he yeah. said to me like a couple weeks later, like, I think you need to move because like you're depressed. And I was like, I feel like I've been covering it up extremely well. Like <laughs> who told, <laughs> who told Am I not good at covering? And I just started sobbing. And I was like, I thought I was doing a good job. Like, not being depressed. What were the signs? What did he pick up on? Um, I would say, I mean, there was a, a couple reasons, like checked out, only interested in like doing work. Like the only reason I was in New York at that point was like to get my comedy fix <laughs> and that's it. Mm-hmm. Like, so that's pretty high stakes if that's the only reason you're in a city, mm-hmm. I think. Um, holding the thing you love the most as like, you better be worth it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it took all the fun out of it for me. You know, that was just my own um, perspective. And uh, and also, I think when you're growing as an artist, it gets to be a point where you just want it. You want it so bad. And you're like, just let me in there. Mm-hmm. And also, like, you want all your shit to be perfect. Or yeah. That's what I was struggling with. Yeah. It's like, I'm not making my opus yet. God damn it. You yeah. know? Yeah. And feeling so frustrated artistically and, like... Um, like trapped in my own mental spin outs of not being there yet. Yeah. And not being comfortable with it, not enjoying the ride. Like yeah. all that was kind of stripped away from me. Um, but I think, I, I don't know what the, he didn't point out specific signs. He just said it. And I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And then I moved a couple months later. A few months later. <laughs> yeah. That quick. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. I mean, it took a while to do the whole move, yeah. you know, but uh, uh, I think he said that to me in September and uh, I had a wedding that I was coming out here for anyways <laughs> in <stayed>. October. <laughs> my plan was to stay. I broke my foot the first 23 hours I was here. So that like derailed some plans. But bit, here's what it did do. What? I, because my foot was broken, I was like, what am I going to do with myself? I was a huge fan of Issa Rae, an awkward black girl. If anyone is watching right now from that show, oh my God. Oh my god! <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, I loved Awkward Black Girl, and it was you know the time in New York where I was making web series and like trying to figure out like what is the crack like the code to crack this like content making right right right. Um, and I loved Issa's story. Anyways, she has a production company called Color Creative. Shout out to Color Creative. Color Creative. And they had a pilot competition for. The comedy round had already passed, and I was like, oh, nuggets. But this one was for dramas. And um, you would submit a one sheet for round one, and then round two, they'd ask for a script. And no matter who you are, you would get notes back from, like, real Hollywood writers and producers on your fucking script on what could be improved or, like, what they enjoyed about it, you know? And I was like, what an awesome competition to be a part of. My favorite person her production company is probably just as rad and i saw if you won your pilot got produced and i saw the three pilots that were comedic pilots that they produced Mm -hmm. and fucking loved all of them and i was like oh my god like what's the where's the next episode yeah 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 and i actually asked them i was like what's happening with the show when um it's like 2015 and they were at tribeca film festival oh Uh this is before you remember the names of them not off the top of my okay. stony head. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Um, but they were all three like equally different and great. And I was yeah. like, what's happening with this one? I know this person like now is writing for this show. Or are they going to, you know, I was just yeah. so into it. And I also loved that feeling of like being heavily invested, not only in somebody else's like future and creative life, but like that story they created. Yeah. Um, 
So, anyways, I entered the competition. Yeah. Uh, I was a quarterfinalist. I got to no submit shit. my script and then get notes back. No shit. Yeah, it was awesome. And I'd never written a pilot before. And I only think I, I think the reason I didn't have any excuse to not submit it was because my foot was broken in LA and I had nothing to do for three weeks. But I was <laughs> definitely not going back to New York. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to ride this out. I said I was going to be here for this amount of time. And now I'm writing a script and I've never taken a pilot writing class. Really? Yeah. Um, but I'm going to submit because she said that more women and minorities need to be yeah, submitting. Yeah. And so like, great. I'm both of those. So, um, it felt so awesome. And it was kind of the thing that I was like, okay, you can go to LA. Mm-hmm. Like it's not impossible. Mm-hmm. I just had to feel that like I'm possible moment Yeah, because it's a lot to leave behind your friends Absolutely. and the community. And like I shows that I was running or co-hosting or just was in all the time. You know, you know, the people that you can ask like, Hey, can I do five minutes yep. of this character here? Cause yep. I just, just you were said, yeah, yeah, just yeah. the last audition that like definitely won't go anywhere, but <laughs> <laughs> still have to do it. So I can like be like, this is what I did this week, <laughs> you know? Right? Yeah, that's what auditions are. Yeah, this is what I did this <laughs> week. And hey, if I made some people, if I delighted them, that's really what I'm here for. Mm-hmm. You're either gonna hire me to do that more, or like I just gave a little bit for free for five minutes. Right. And right. we're all better for it. It's <laughs> my hope. That I don't ruin people's day. I'm sure I do. I know. Because, I mean, you're usually invited there, right? They're not, it's not (laughs) just, oh, you don't just walk in like, hey, I'm auditioning. Hey. (laughs) Uh, No, I would never do that. How rude. Right. So they want you to People's time can't be wasted like that. Rude. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) Although sometimes when you hear about somebody like some ballsy comedian that did that, I'm like, okay, but... I mean, I think back in the day, you could probably just sneak into it. Maybe you can. I don't really audition. I can't talk. I actually have no fucking clue. The only time I audition is like when I get invited to. So I don't know Me if you too. can sneak in or not. I don't I know. I don't think how you it. can. I mean, I, I'm I'm thinking of it like equity musical theater rules where it's like you need to be invited. There is a way to get on the list, but you have to like show up at 8 a.m. Do you know what I'm talking about? Nope. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. None of it matters. Anyways, and the whole Easter Ray thing and like for me was like, look at this person who's just like built her empire. And like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like has done it for me. I witnessed it and I'm like, wow, flawless, flawless. But, you know, she said like I had other web series and that didn't go anywhere. I wrote the sitcom mm-hmm. or it's not sitcom. I don't know if it was sitcom, but she was trying to get something on ABC before Insecure. And that didn't happen. And like hearing those stories are so great because yeah. then like when it is when it's not a full yes, you know, for me, I'm like, it's okay because remember how Issa had that moment? Yeah. It's a no. And yeah. like, you're just being redirected on the path. Absolutely. Um, and so that's a big part for me is like, if that, if people start talking more about that, same with depression, like, then I won't get trapped into the negative spin out or like, you know, just one easy trap that the depression tunnel is right below, you know? <laughs> like, uh-huh. if I get saved from that thought, I'm like, okay, I'm okay. I'm right, okay. right, right, right. Does that make sense? Yeah. I don't think I've ever talked about my depression to anybody. Oh, really? I mean, other than my therapist. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for... <laughs> no, I'm, so, I'm serious. I think I always think, like, yours isn't that bad. Calm down. But in therapy, obviously, that's what I'm there for. I mean, whatever you... <laughs> You know how bad or not bad it is. Only you can like be the judge of that, yeah, right? Yeah. So, like, but the fact that you are here talking about it, I think that's cool because 
I mean, I've I've had people flake because they what? were scared. I imagine because right, they were scared. Right. So, but I'm saying that's a huge step to take to like go on a podcast. Oh, for sure. You know. So thank you. Well, you made thank me you feel for very your comfortable. your boldness. You make me. Oh, <laughs> I'm receiving. <laughs> thank you for your boldness. This is a rad podcast to even be having. Oh, honestly. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know why I'm doing it. Really, it's just like <laughs> it started as an idea and inspired. It's just inspired. It's it just keeps going. Like I'm learning new things each episode, and I, it's like it's Absolutely. so exhausting to do. But it's like whatever I'm getting from it. I don't. I don't know. If I'm getting something from it, but I can't see it right now. I'll tell you what I'm getting from it. What? One, I think like open. Like it's just another permission that humans are getting to like let's talk about. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Not this human fucking experience that we're having. Yeah. Because it's weird. It's weird. This is all weird. Yeah. Okay. And so, like, let's discuss and, like, Swap notes and share. <laughs> Swap notes. Share tips, life <laughs> hacks, you know. Hey, everybody. This week on repeat, I've got a song by Paramore called Daydreaming. Uh, this is off their 2013 self-titled album. And I chose it because... Um, where I work, my desk faces a window, and that window uh, faces uh, the Hollywood Hills. So I spent a lot of time daydreaming. Um, I daydream about all my ambitions. I daydream about everyone I'm crushing on. I daydream about so much stuff. Um, and this song came on and uh, while I was working, so I just put it on repeat. Um, so I hope you enjoy it. Uh, and also remember to follow me on Apple Music. Uh, you can find me at Cool Black Chick, and you'll be able to see all the songs uh, that I'm playing on repeat. Bye. that I've met uh, in LA who is dealing with depression and also has a therapist. Like a lot of people don't have a therapist. I did not for a while. My nurse friends <laughs> told me I had to get one. Um, Cause I moved out here and things were going like pretty great the first six months. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's all happening. You're getting <laughs> auditions, you're uh-huh. booking things. Like 
I got my diversity scholarship at, from UCB for the yeah. first time. I applied like five years. Wow. And then this is like the first, I was like, oh my gosh, I knew it. Just put me in some sunlight, watch me blossom. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, my partner back in New York dealt me like hard and cold and kind of out of nowhere. And it was such a like, uh-huh. yeah. And yeah, then yeah, yeah. Um, everything just, you know, you think you bottomed out, but there's more to go, gang. Absolutely. And then there's more after that. Absolutely. And then the great thing is, you'll know when you've actually hit rock bottom that there's only one direction left, and that's up. Mm-hmm. And that is like the most beautiful feeling to have mm-hmm. when you're in the like <laughs> grips of like, I'm grieving so many things at once, and like my life is spun out. Yeah. And I'm like, without a job, without a car. All of that. Yep. I was in a car accident, like couldn't physically work. Wow. Um, and like had no money, was like just getting more into credit card debt. I was like, I don't know. You know, you feel so like, what is happening right now? Um, that weed, this is where I'm circling back to, <laughs> saved me. And every time, you know, was that like hitting my reptilian brain and being like, you're going to be okay. Yeah. It's just going to be a little weird right now. Yeah. What you got to do is talk to some people about it. And I did, you know, the first, I think because it was just a hard um, downward quick spiral in like four months. I wasn't able to like talk myself or feel myself out of the sadness. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, Cause I was doing like all the yoga classes and meditating and going on these like awesome weekend trips with my gal pals. Yeah. And was still just like on the dance floor one time with my nurse friend, Margaret. Hey girl. Hey, if you're watching <laughs> kind of sobbing. And I was like, but oh. I'm like in a dance room, the thing that I love. Oh, to do, yeah. even though I couldn't get hired for it, but like I still <laughs> love to do <laughs> it. Yeah. Um, and she was like, "I think you need to see someone." And I felt that way. I felt Ooh. like I'm, I'm butthurt in a way that I've never been. Is that okay to say anymore? No, it's butthurt. Not. Yeah, just like where you feel like wounded in a very like, I'm gonna need a minute, gang. <laughs> kind of, you know, where like you bend over and you're like, "Yeah, I can't walk this mm-hmm. one off." Mm-hmm. So, um. That's when I got help because my friends could, I'm sure, sense how sad I was. Yeah. Kind of like my ex-boyfriend who's like, yeah. you are depressed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that it, it was obviously a, an alert that they were putting up for me. And I had another friend who had a therapist and I was like, can I go see yours? And he said yes. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's great that you have like the people around you to like point that out. And then you actually, you, you know, you're not like a dumbass. You're like. You guys, you guys are stupid or whatever. You actually listen to it and you hear yeah. it and you receive it and you take action. Yeah. I mean, I also felt like, I feel like I'm losing my mind, gang. Like, yeah. I don't know what's up anymore. Yeah. But it's all spitting out. Yeah. <coughs> um, but I've always been um, a junkie for self-help. That's basically all the literature I have in my home right now. Yeah. Um, can you name a, f- or, or like a oh, favorite? Sure. Um, oh, it called okay it's louisa is it louisa may louisa not louisa may alcott heal yourself so you can heal others mm. guys you know what i'm talking about emotional freedoms another one that i started that i'm okay. into okay um anything that talks about codependency <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh like pm melody's work um and then i think it's also specific for me because i've shared people who don't have like codependent former love relationships yeah. like can't relate yeah you know yeah in a way where you're like well what did you grow up hearing in your home <laughs> you know yeah uh and so which is great because who wants to 
yeah, that's shitty kind of <laughs> relating to another friend, no one. Uh, but uh, so I, I don't know. I, I dig a lot of that stuff because I have found healing from it. Yeah, absolutely. The one's all about ADD. I've hated all of them. Oh, you know the one I like a lot? What? Jensen Charo's You Are a Badass, followed up by You Are a Badass at Making Money. I don't know. It's really helping me feel empowered to like boss up. Yeah, yeah. I'll look, I'll oh, and I have an Issa Rae's book in my home. That's traveled with me from New York to L.A. It's like her and this like Oprah 50 years. Yeah. Still haven't like really cracked it open book that I have. Yeah. You know, with like all the shots. You're getting there. From her show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I, I treat myself to like a page. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Oh, and there's another book that is super great for any artist. What? Jack Plotnick's. um, You can go online and download it. It's basically like therapy for artists specifically like. Say the name again. Uh, it's just Jack Plotnick's ebook. Okay. Oh, okay. Just go to his website, jackplotnick.com. <laughs> it's a free download. And he just basically like helps essentially actors um, work through their own actual therapy. But like what comes up in the audition room? Like, I'm not enough. Right. Um, I'm an imposter. Uh, I'm unlovable. You know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Because you're going into a room and being very vulnerable. Like most jobs are not asking you to. Right, of course connect to some part of you that can like bring this alive or like (laughs) you're just able to bring it alive and have you know right 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 um so his book really helps you work out like all those mental issues that you have going in and out of the room which i would think would be beneficial for anybody but it's specifically for actors and people who are going in for auditions yeah yeah no that's great to have that specifically for because it's like (laughs) no there's no one right way to a thing right and Mm -hmm. so like to get whatever sort of help or therapy you need like there's always different ways and like with acting there is like it's hard to like find things like okay if you're an actor like there's no there's not enough of that yes specifically for like like oh you're you're you're, uh going to be a doctor here's like how you self-care is you know with those kinds of degrees but like here's how you self-care in the arts community mm-hmm. you know like there needs to be more of that yes I think. yes and you know okay so I, th- I think I didn't answer your question earlier but self-care in New York was not doing when I moved here because I was depressed and sad so I also had a broken foot but also I was like but I'm a quarterfinalist and I'm po- yeah like, I've literally never taken that class you know all the notes were very like oh you need like this structure or <laughs> so like, it's just like formatting yeah, or like stuff. you need okay. to enhance this character more and I was like I see that I got that okay uh, it wasn't like your idea is rotten and you're <laughs> done. You know, like the worst feedback that you can imagine. Yeah. It wasn't that. I was like, oh, these are like technical things that I could fix. Yeah. And everything else in my life has always felt like not like that. Like yeah. not an easy fix. Yeah. But comedy has felt like it's just a new, you can fix this, <laughs> which is probably why I like it a lot. You know, because I feel successful. Yeah. To some degree yeah, yeah. at it. Um, and anyways, uh, but when I moved here, I developed a very good self-care and that the gift of that breakup was it just like pounced that self care yeah. into overdrive, mm-hmm. and also it was the first time we're like, you know, I a guy broke up with me, and my first reaction was like, how dare you throw my heart on the floor like that? I will scoop it up. Like <laughs> you're back with mama, you know? Yeah, like yeah. I love you forever. Yeah, yeah. And like no one gets to treat baby this way, you know? Yeah. So you said you you were doing yoga, you were doing yeah. all kinds, anything yoga. else. Um, so Jack Klotnick has. Those acting lectures, mm-hmm. I think twice a week sometimes, but free. Or you can give whatever money you want. Mm-hmm. So jackpotnet.com. I'm really talking about, I haven't seen That's him in a year, but he's <laughs> amazing. Um, and it's 
not that much money to like go and get healed you know which is what we all need to be doing absolutely as often as possible Mm -hmm. um i've kind of created my schedule around that which is not always financially the smartest move but like i don't know or the or it could be because it's in the end you know saving saving you yeah yeah from burning down a house (laughs) (laughs) exactly (laughs) would definitely not do that definitely not um but uh okay so yeah, yoga, meditation, which sounds so LA. Like the New York version of me is like, go fuck yourself. But mostly started camping and being out in nature, which LA has uh, an abundance of. of well, mm-hmm. all of California. Um, I started just sk- scheduling fun activities to do with people. So like there's this, and my first friends that I made out here who were nurses, like that's how they scheduled our hangs. Like there's this music festival we're all going to go to. Yeah. We're going to get tickets on Thursday at 9 a.m. Venmo me this much. I got you. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Um, so I try to do this as within budget. And sometimes it's just going somewhere for free and like camping, you know, or borrowing a friend's camping stuff, which I still do. Yeah. Um, get out in nature. What else do I do? Mm-hmm. Oh, I actually, I would say I have a group of girls where we smoke and talk about crystals or like we hold crystals and play with them and smoke and talk about things that happen. And that's a really good self care. Like anybody can do it. Just get your gal pals or your guy pals, whoever, (laughs) and like specifically make it a smoking thing. Like people get to go to bars and do that. I know. And we don't have that for smoking. And so you just got to like do it on your your own. own Yeah. Yeah. Um, you mentioned crystals. I, I, you're holding one in your hand. You've I'm been holding, holding one, or kind one. of casually picking one up. It looks like a gold nugget. Yeah. Is it a gold nugget? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but it looks like it. <laughs> it's pyrite. Okay. Um, it's my uh, my co- my friend and co-creator of Lucid Dream Makers, and um, the pilot a pilot we wrote, Brooke Siebold, is just like a crystal witch. Like I believe everybody's a certain kind of witch. You know. Like, I'm a, like, I don't know what mine is, but, like, spiritual cheerleader witch, <laughs> you know? Like, okay. that's what I'm into, is, like, cheering people on okay. and rooting for their <laughs> success. Um, but this is a very powerful crystal that she told me about, and then she hosted a ganja crystal guided meditation a couple weeks ago that was fucking rad and off the charts, and, like, here's a great way to end a week. Have guided meditation hold a rock that you like and smoke a J. <laughs> and at the crystal at the ganja crystal meditation that she had each um crystal was paired with a specific strain so like mine oh. was pyrite so i had a specific strain yeah. of weed that was like pyrite is for when you're um manifesting and really magnetically like when it's like pull it to you you know so that's what this this is that's what this one is okay. yeah wow uh-huh very powerful yeah uh, and I was holding hers and I told her during the meditation, I felt like, this is so weird. This is so LA. This is so trippy whippy. Like I'm just, I've left, I've left this planet <laughs> and good, good for me. Um, <laughs> it energetically felt like, mm, mm, like a pulsing kind of. Mm-hmm. And two other women that were there that night that also had that crystal pyrite were like, that is what I felt. And it was, I've never felt like, oh, the feel of a crystal before, but it was so yeah, magnetic there, yeah. yeah, and pulling. And it was such a fun sensation to yeah. have and to also like have that perspective 
chipped in finally. Yeah. That like, these have energies, you dumb bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's been here for thousands of years. Get over also your fucking dumb. Also, calling s- yourself a dumb bitch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, while we're, while we're talking to you, <laughs> might we say, yeah, thank you for that <laughs> reminder. Because I forget. Um, Where do you, uh, where can you buy these in LA? I don't know. <laughs> can I tell you something? Uh, this l- reminded me of when I touched it, I instantly literally had a flashback <gasps> of going to the uh, La Brea Tar Pits <gasps> as a kid. And they sell, I'm pretty sure, something that looks exactly like it might be this. I thought it was a go- That's why I said gold nuggets. Because I thought when I was a kid, I bought gold nuggets uh-huh, from uh-huh. the Tar Pits. Oh, but oh, got it. They s- I think I'm pretty certain this is what I got my first time going there as a kid in like elementary school. I don't know what happened to it, but what a gift you experienced because that was crystals in <laughs> St. Louis, Missouri <laughs> in the eighties was not happening. Okay. Not, no, I don't know where that person was, but I needed that person. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I still haven't been to the tar pits. There's many, um, fun LA staples that I have like yet to visit. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I dig this crystal and all that matters are the beliefs in my head. And so I believe it's helping me. (laughs) It fucking is. It's helping you. (laughs) Yeah. And that's the self-care message I would say to anybody. Like you get to pick the thoughts you have. You really do. You get to orchestrate it. Don't call yourself a dumb bitch. (laughs) You get to orchestrate it. You dumb bitch. And like uh, the thoughts that you have are going to dictate your experience of really everything else so like might we all just join the church of the open mind (laughs) that's one yeah but everyone like let's just let's just stop taking this so fucking seriously everyone and and chill out and um what's the other part of my preach moment Mm. oh that the thoughts in your head like pick the good ones and and the though that is what you will see and manifest like if you believe in humanity you will see acts of wonderful moments and also yeah. less than wonderful so we can be reminded what is wonderful. Absolutely. We need a comparison still. So <laughs> I, mean, I don't, I'm ready for like, <laughs> you, you next ju- level. Yeah. I'm ready for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but so maybe that's not a human experience then. It could. Yeah. Why I wouldn't it be? You know what? You're right. You're right. <laughs> I'm coming up with these thoughts in a moment. Then, and you know what? Das, what's up? <laughs> I could disagree with everything I say <laughs> in this podcast in a week, in a minute. Right. You could. And that's OK. Um, but I it hope you okay. don't because you've said some really, really valid and powerful things. Have that, yeah. OK, cool. Yeah. And for the crystal stuff, like, I don't know where you got. My friend Brooke got this for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know the good place. I think here's the truth. Just like find a rock if you like the way it feels that's it it <laughs> that's doesn't have to be yeah. special it yeah. doesn't have to be like a specific one i'm i just i want the feel to feel good that's Absolutely. how i feel about everything i want the feel to feel good <laughs> <laughs> yep. that's a good closing thing to say uh-huh um so this show is called high hopes um uh i would like to know what are your high hopes and um, uh, where are you at between like one and ten? Where are you at? <laughs> like, I don't know. However, like, how uh, close I think I'm getting to it. So yeah. Huh. Yeah. Cool. I like this kind of challenge. Okay. This feels vulnerable and bold. Um, 
So high hopes is like what I want for myself and others, right? It's whatever it's, I you want can it interpret to be. It okay. To, yeah. Um. Oh. Now it could be anything. Now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Running all <laughs> over the place. I don't know which track to pick. Uh, my high hopes is that honestly, I, okay, I will say this. I could not have been dumped in a better city because the city of Los Angeles, whether I manifested it or like it was just happening, was so kind to me because I was I was out of my tit sad. <laughs> like, <laughs> like just all sad and um, not afraid to show it. Like I felt very uh, courageously loved. Like I would t- I was in a yoga class and she had us do this heart opening exercise and I was new to yoga. Right. And she came over and you know, kind of touch my back so my heart would be more exposed. And I just went like, <laughs> like <laughs> just tears like projected out of my, you know, like do not make me expose my heart. <laughs> no, <laughs> shut it down. I just got stabbed. Um, <laughs> and she, and I start crying and I was also like, you know, I'm still somebody that grew up in the Midwest and from very Latino parents who like might not be, prior to four months ago might not have been cool with me talking about the human experience the way that I was like I definitely need to discuss this with somebody yeah yeah um so there was a lot of at least like only show them your good parts uh, you know Mm -hmm. live your life that way like do not let the world know if you're in pain or sorrow or whatever but yeah then we're not really healing I know and I just couldn't keep up the facade anymore Mm -hmm. and she just sat there with me and like rubbed my back you know while I just like heavily i think heavily just like sob yeah you know because i was like you broke me (laughs) you know crumbled and i was so generously supported another week i was in whole foods trying to pick something out from a deli (laughs) and the deli guy's like what do you want and i one of the things that happened from the breakup the shock of it was so intense i couldn't read anymore like Mm. i couldn't read i couldn't memorize lines oh that was the worst but I would look at a menu and be like, I don't know, it's all shapes and letters. Wow. Yeah. And so like I would need weed to like be like, it's okay. Don't freak out. Yeah. <laughs> we need to read sometimes. So like yeah. we're just gonna slow it down, pull you back from the pain for a second so you can experience joy. Yeah. Um, and then like that starts to be the new groove in your brain, right? Yeah. That's how brain plasticity works. <laughs> <laughs> um, <so. laughs> yeah. So my anyway, so you know, I was like, I don't know what kind of meat I like. My boyfriend used to get that meat, and he just broke up with me three weeks ago, and I don't think we're ever talking, and I don't know what to do. You know, mm-hmm. He was like, okay. Um, like, first, he was like, I'm so sorry. That sounds really painful. And I was like, it is. And I've run out of other, like people in my circle to tell. So like now I'm just telling yeah. strangers to get their help. People said the most loving things to me here. Wow. From, from Lyft drivers, you know, um, that wonderful human at Whole Foods, you know, just the entire city I felt like had my back. Yeah. And I have felt like that through, you know, I felt that way when Trump got elected that like a bunch of us were really upset about it mm-hmm. and needing to heal mm-hmm. quickly. Mm-hmm. So my high hopes are that we can all start healing and grieving together. Like, let's just talk about it talk and create space it. Yeah. for it. Because yeah. like, it's not not happening. Right. So we need to like create spaces. If I had my druthers, I would create like, a specific breakup company that like comes in right when you get dumped. Like <laughs> there's just like attention. It's and like love. a Roomba Chicken for life being made for you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a yoga instructor, like, or we take you to a place. My friend came up with a thing called 
Benchies. Rachel Hamilton, she came up with this. If she's watching right Why now. Why just name hey drop so many people? Well, I love my <laughs> friends so much. I don't know. I want everyone to know great friends. Um, we're going to go smoke after this. Um, shoot, what was my thing? She came up with a thing called Benchies where, like, you just swaddle somebody. You swaddle an adult. And what like does swaddle mean? Swaddle um, babies. They need to be swaddled when they're newborn. So they I, don't don't have, I don't have any babies. Oh, I'm sorry. I've been a nanny for like <laughs> 15 years. So I'm like, you know, swaddle. You know what swaddle is. Um, I don't think this happened for us when we were infants. It's like a new thing that in the 90s started happening. But basically you take, nobody else can see this, but you, here's the baby. Here's the baby is the banana chip. Okay. <laughs> Let's make it the lighter. Okay, the baby's the lighter. Okay. And then you have to essentially hide its hands and arms from itself so it won't eat them or like oh, scratch it itself. Okay. So you have to tuck it in. Got it. You got to tuck in the arms or you have to go like, yes, and this. And like there's like a specific got wrapping it. technique. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Got Humans it. are, there's a lot that has to happen to make it happen. So, oh, that's my other high hope that like we're uh, one in 400 trillion chances of being here. So like, let's really do it up, gang. Do it up, do it let's up. Let's hit our greatest potential. <laughs> and that like is equality for everyone and like finding a way to make it work. Absolutely. We have the money and means to make it work. Let's make it work. Make it work. Um, And then between one and 10, where are you? In believing those two things are happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the first one, healing space is being created and like us talking about it. It's only going up. People want to talk about it. Great. Okay. Great. Okay. Do you feel that way? It's different every day. Every okay. day is different. Okay. Every day. I think I'm, um, uh, I, I was comedically the most negative fucking person I've ever met in my entire life when I was in New York. And when I came here, I was like, just do a hard left. Like do a Costanza where like, just do the opposite yeah. of what you did. See how it goes for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, that is sometimes very much challenged by certain things I experience and read in the news. And I'm like, oh, it is not going no. the way I want it to. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. So I go back and forth in that. But I'm hoping that, you know, without my rose colored glasses on, that like believe that it will happen and maybe it will. But also I'm taking actions and like speaking up for it and and and. Um, raising hell over the important stuff. Absolutely. Because if we're not doing that, like we're not, we're not growing. I know. Got to raise some hell. Keep growing. Mm-hmm. Um, let's wrap. Oh, it the up. other one. What? The other one. I, I feel that it's a s- oh a soft four. <laughs> a soft four. Okay. Soft five. <laughs> I, my hope is that it's all gonna go up. Absolutely. And I have to keep myself away from certain things to keep that belief system going. Uh, it's hard out there for a bitch, but but we have to like fight it or else it's going to win. And and my the other gift for that breakup was like I was so depressed. And I was like, this time we don't stay in bed. This time we take it to the streets. Yeah, yeah. We show people <laughs> what getting dumps look like. <laughs> you know, like don't hide. No shame. Like yeah. that's fucking shitty. <laughs> and like everyone could agree with it like you're a character in a tv show right now yeah and like let everyone know and then see what they have to say and i believe that people will step up and say something kind yeah. and if that's the only thing we can agree on before we all die then let's agree on that let's just be kind <laughs> let's just be kind <laughs> ruby's final words <laughs> um uh anything that you would like to plug 
sure. Um, I'm in a show next Wednesday, UCB Franklin, 5.30 p.m. It's either $5 or free. I can't remember, but it's Say a... Say s- dates. Excellent. The date is yeah. Wednesday, April 25th. Pretty sure about that. Okay. Um, and uh, was there April 25th? I think 5.30 p.m. Definitely check me. It's the Sketch 301 graduation show, and I'm an actor in it. These kids have really, they're putting up some great stuff. A lot of feminist pieces in there. Uh, I'm really appreciating what's being churned out, and I'm so happy to be a part of it and acting in it. It's so fun. Yeah. So come to that. Yeah. All right. And I'm your host, Cool Black Chick. Uh, This is another episode of High Hopes. I have another podcast called Why People Do Black Things. (laughs) Check that out. Uh, Now on uh, SoundCloud, um, uh, Stitcher, Google Play, and uh, probably my website. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, catch me around LA playing my guitar. Happy 420! Happy 420! Bye! Keep it connected, gang! Keep, Keep it, it connected! Hey, y'all. It's Marcella again. I just noticed that some folks still haven't subscribed to the podcast, so I just want to remind y'all to do that. Um, it only take a few seconds. Just go wherever you're listening to High Hopes and click subscribe. Give us a five-star rating. And then come get high with us on Instagram. You can follow us at High Hopes Live. And you can also find me at Cool Black Chick. And I appreciate you for listening to this whole episode. Uh, you rock and enjoy life. <laughs> Bye. for listening to dope comedians subscribe now to access bonus episodes clips and audio subscribe on apple podcasts and youtube podcasts and follow us on social media at dope comedians until next time live long and slay